This is episode 104 of Quadrants of Mental Health, part two. Moving on with the guests Sabine Curtis and your host, AJ, let's dive right back into this exciting interview. What do you want your children to say about you? Exactly, I read that. That's, yeah. I mean, that, I that right I, there I was the very sobering. Up. That was very sobering for me. I said, oh my goodness, I need to shut my I mouth. Know. You know? And be yeah, it made, it made a huge difference in me too. Yeah. They're not going to talk about you. They're not going to talk about how much you cleaned the house. They're going to say other things. And, oh, most and, definitely. And really changed my um, perspective as well. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That, that's that yeah, was a very sober one. Pretty good. Yeah, that's that's why I encourage people to read because you find yourself. You really discover a sense of self. You know, it's right. not about anyone else. I mean, I love that particular habit but you may like another one which is fine it'll most books tend to meet you where you are you know it'll meet a need that you may have or some needs you're not even conscious of you know but like i said you know um i think i said in the men's bible study group um we have to become experts in areas of depth of deficits that's the only way to overcome you know is to work on it right so right. being that I mentioned the men's Bible study group, I'm curious as to Greg is if he's still there or, or just your impression. He's still you, there right now, yeah. What uh -huh. do you think what do you think of what does he think of the Bible study group? We didn't get a chance to talk well, last is, week. Good. I'm I'm looking up the words and the definitions and I looked up the three ties and I looked up the eight love uh, definitions of love. The Greek ones, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking up those words. Like you said, look the word up. Yeah, and meditate on it. So, the more meditating on the James five sixteen. Yes, that's it. All right, that's great. Yeah. Wow. And he wants to get this that Bible. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get. Yeah, I'm trying to get the right Bible with a large print because, uh, you know, I have my eyes on it the best in town. You know. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's that reminds me that we were we found one, and we were going to ask you if that might be a good one. It was Gregory Wood was it MacArthur? Yeah, I think I asked him about that. Yeah, I sent oh, I sent him I sent him a list that Sean had put together, um, and Sean's a pastor, you know. So whatever, what, any, any of come, those books, those don't come with the big big letters. It doesn't come. So the one really? he found was the MacArthur Study Bible. Would that be okay yeah. too? See, he needs the large letters. Anything at this point would be great. And if you get a book with that has a concordance in it, a or if you get a Bible no, concordance, we can get an extra one. So yeah, they have the study. I looked at another one too. The key word study Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's nothing yeah. wrong with having four or five Bibles. I think I found one on that. Okay. NASB? Yes. If you're going to study, you want to have multiple books. You know, that's the thing. And some of them are, nowadays, you can get them on your tablet. If you have a tablet, which you can mm -hmm. change the size of the print, you know. Um, there are a lot of Bibles he, online. He wants to have a book in his nothing, hand, right? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I, I do both. Right, and that's okay. So that one we were looking at is the NASB MacArthur Study Bible Large Print. Yes, great book. I, I, I have so no problem Gordon, with it. Yeah, well, we can get an extra one. They have extra, don't they have the extra ones? You can also order instead of having everything in one book, no? 
Well, what just just look Bible? around, and you know, most book, most Bibles have concordance in the back of them anyway. Okay. You know, yeah. There's some that I had a version. I had a concordance as a book. It was a real thick book of you know. You look it up by subject, and it'll give you all the scriptures. Um, I tell you where the scriptures are for that particular subject or word. You know, it's interesting. It's fun when you study. It gives you a sense of confidence too. You know, when you when you embrace new material and you practice, that's the key thing. Just practicing what you're learning because that's how you learn more. You'll learn more from teaching others than you do from listening to me. That's it. That's exactly it. And that's why I, what, what I wanted to mention my friend, and I'm not going to mention any more names, but uh, I did teach her about the, uh, uh, well, I talked to her about it, and she is really good. I mean, she reads so much, and she is very knowledgeable. But when I taught her about the regulation and the dysregulation, she was amazed. She said, to, she, she said to me, how do you know all these things? And I don't really know all these things. She's the one who knows much more. And she's the one who wrote me a note this morning. And she said, I would not have been able to join H.A.'s class. Um, uh, no, she said, no, she said, I have, um, she's been reading. Oh, I went from barely having enough time to read my Bible every day to now reading The Power of the Brain Wise. The War Room, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and H.A.'s book at all at the same time, plus my Bible. Oh, my so goodness. Tell me about what you're that, doing in people's lives. What, I mean, what a mighty is, God. She I sounds was, like me. I was reading five books at one time before. Why? That is she awesome. That is awesome. Wow. It is awesome. That She says that too. God is so good. She started, that's how her sentence started. God is so good. And then she went, she, she went on and, and it's just amazing what, what you do uh, through your class. I, I, because I'm sure that, that um, God brought her into your class for a reason. And, yes. and now she's doing so good and everything that, yeah, everything that surrounded uh, her life the last couple of weeks, and we talked about you, we talked about your classes, and what you learned, and how what to do, and of course, always, always uh, uh, relating to the Bible and to to the Scripture. That's yes. what her and I do. But how awesome is that? Huh? I don't even. I mean, I can't read that. I, I probably could, you could, but I haven't attended it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty amazing for that her to do that. Yeah, that is amazing. She's focused. Yeah. So uh, there's know. hope for all of us. Yes, yes, it is. As long as we have breath, that's why I say in all relationships, it doesn't right. matter if it's damaged or not. It can be repaired. You have time. As long as you have breath and you're willing to do the work, you have to be willing to do right. the work and become conscious. Because even with your daughter, just the changes that you're making, she's looking at you. Now, her, her fear might be, okay, how long is this going to last? Is she going to keep doing this or she's going to change, you know, go back, you know? So as long as you keep moving forward, you know, things will, will eventually get better. And it'll get to a point, there's a tipping point to that too, you know, of change. Whether if you do it right for so long, consistently and persistently, that eventually it'll just flip and all of a sudden it's like one day she's going to wake up and just be on the other side, but... There's a tipping point there. There's fear. There. There's you know stress and there's trauma there that she has to be willing to work through. And you can help her to do that. It takes time. 
Yes. It took my son four years. It took my son. Yeah. It took my son four years to work through his, but I was prepared. I was say, Lord, I'm here. You know, if it takes 12 years, I I don't care. I'm going to do what I have to do. And, you know, yeah. In the scripture, it says love covers a multitude of sin. Right. You know, Right. so sometimes we just have to love the hell out of them. Exactly. You know, and I did the other day. I was at her house, and her flowers were dying. So I, I started uh, watering her flowers, and her daughter didn't want me to do that. She said, "Mom doesn't like that when you do that. Um, she, 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 she's gonna think that you are correcting her the way she does her house." And I said, "But your mom shared with me that uh, she cares for acts of." Co- services. So I see that all these flowers are dying and she works so hard so I'm just going to go ahead and water them. And I was not really sure if she's going to receive it like that. To be honest, I wasn't 100% sure. But now that I knew extra services was your love language, I was not scared to water them anymore. Okay. So, okay. Right. And usually I would back off. You know, I would uh-huh. back off. Back uh-huh. off. So, but now I thought I felt comfortable about it because I had to talk with her, you know, about me really looking into that. And we are doing your class and we are learning more. And I'm serious about uh, uh, changing my uh, strategies or my ways because I, I saw that I was damaging a lot, and I don't want that because I love her truly, yes. and that I want to want to do better. When you know better, you can do better. Yes. So she knows that, she knew that, and she still has what you just said. I'm totally getting that. She's still fearful that I'm not, I'm falling back. I mean, every that's normal because yeah. if my husband or if, uh, yeah, if he, if he, um, I can't trust him or if he falls back then, but we have to move on. We have to do, um, try, fail, and adjust. So, well, whatever. She sent me a text message yesterday. And it was really beautiful, wasn't it, Greg? Your daughter? Yeah, it was. It was really beautiful. She sent me a text message about she's reminiscing about who, what the people in her life um, who are doing acts of services, and I should get a what did she say a medal or a, a trophy in acts of services because I am the only person in her life who followed through with that, and then she wrote. You are not just doing acts of services. You are acts of services. And she... Um, Didn't I tell she, you don't she, make me cry because I don't have any tissues? I, I'm serious. I had tears in my eyes, too. Oh, my goodness. I mean, and then Your she daughter said that? Love you, Mom. Your daughter said and, that? Yes. Do you know how huge that is? I know. Oh, my God. Now I need yes. a tissue. It's huge, and 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 we really what we do is what I try to do, and I talk to Greg about it. I try to speak about you or what we learn uh, when she's somewhere around. Or, like we are not talking directly to her. We're talking. We talk together. Oh yeah, now I remember. We did. We were at her house afterward. Next, that was after I watered the plants, and then I was there when I dropped Ayana off at her house. And for the first time ever, I mean, for since Ayana's born, I, I think she stayed in the kitchen with us for 25 minutes or maybe longer. Uh, it was her in the kitchen, Ayana and I, and we talked. And um, there was a situation between her and her daughter 
but other than that, we talked and she listened and I think she paid attention. Now that I know how to speak to to be, um, what is it? Uh, uh, the word discernment. Now that I have more discernment and I, I watch out what, I, what comes out of my mouth, that I have to feel her. I, I really did well, I think, and um, she listened. I, I could hear. And she didn't leave the room. This was your granddaughter. Uh, there was only one situation is when she said, because her and her daughter constantly, they constantly bicker. Yes. Diana says something back and forth. So that's when she tells her, that's when Natasha gets really angry at her daughter and they, it hurts my heart when I see what she does. Uh, but Natasha doesn't see it yet. So, But uh, Ayana responded, I don't know, she usually doesn't do that. Uh, she, she gets timid because she's afraid of her mom and she says some mean things to her. So... I, and Natasha said, so you don't want me to be your mom or something like that? Or if I was dad or anything in that. And then Ayana said, well, no, she said, could you think about a better mother than me? And that, what a question. Oh, my. Yes. So Ayana was scared to answer that question. I remember, I, I, but she thought that was so cool because she could, she would tell me, yes, I know a lot. If I, if it was just, if it was just Ayana and I, she would say, yeah, I can think of hundreds of better mothers than my mom. And she would go ahead and she would name them from TV shows, people who do things with her. But she waited, she thought, and then she said, well, if you weren't here or if you were dead, I would rather not have a mother at all. That was her response. She okay. said, I was just without one. And uh, I could see how how Natasha was thinking. Some of these responses and some of these things, she starts thinking about it now. That is awesome. But that comes, yes. from, that comes from what you, you guys have been modeling and talking about. It makes a difference. You change the atmosphere. You set, set. I think the thermostat in your relationships has changed. You know, it's not hot. It's become now comfortable. It's, it's, Becoming. <laughs> it's becoming, yes. But, becoming. but for her to be in the in the kitchen with you for twenty, twenty five minutes, you said it's the first time ever. That's awesome. Yes. Things are moving in oh, the right oh. direction. In a peaceful, in a peaceful man, mindset. Yes. I mean we've been in the room together arguing and it got but heated, in a peaceful yeah. mindset where she was smiling and at least with me. She she does. She always there's always friction between her and her daughter. Yes. But the good thing is now that we've learned the love languages and we speak the love languages, meaning we do what they need, it changes anyway. You know, I remember my son Trey, when I found out his was words of affirmation, he would come to me and said, Daddy, I don't know what it is, but you can get me to do things I wouldn't do for anybody. He said, I don't know what you're doing, but you make me do stuff I don't want to do. And I said, Trey, I know you. That's all I would tell him. I yeah. said, I know you. I know what you need. I try to meet your needs. And all I do is compliment him. Find, Look for an opportunity to praise him. And he loves it. He loves it. You know? it so, his love yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's easier to get the dishes washed or the floors swept or the bathroom clean when you speak their language first. Right. Your your granddaughter's love language is quality time. You spend some time with her, listen to her talk, ask her a question or two, and then like you say, hey, can you sweep the floor while I'm gone? And you go, what does she do? She does it. Because you, she knows that 
quality time is either coming when she when you get back or you put in that time beforehand. And this works for Greg too. He can do the same thing, get the same results. Right. This is not a special um, tool just for you. Everybody, it works for everybody. The only thing that bothers me with a little bit still is I had bought her this really small book. I mean, it's, you can read it in one hour or less or one and a half and offered her $50 and that was weeks ago and she still says she hates reading. She will not read it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Just remember, we talked about that last week. So that means what? If she asks you to buy her something that costs $25, what do you say? I know a way you can make $50. Yeah. And then you can but buy two of them. Get, yeah, she continues getting money from her mother. Her mother gives her $100 yeah. and here and there. So yeah. she doesn't need the money. That's okay. But, but yeah. she's saving you then. She's saving you a lot of money. That's how I look at it. You know, see, I only, I only let people who pay my bills stress me out. If you think about it that way, she doesn't pay your bills. You know, Hopefully, you know, when she gets a little older and if she you may. continue what we're doing, she and may. she sees Greg and I reading, maybe she she's going to, you know, get that, that maybe. Can the, I tell you something I, too? Well, she's just not old enough, maybe. That's she's what it 12. Is. She's 12. Right? Yeah. She's 12. She may read the book and never tell you she read it. That could happen. Yeah, you know. You know? Mm. Children sometimes don't want, to, don't want you to know that they're learning. Especially if, they're, right. if their love language is not words of affirmation. I don't want to tell her because she's just going to praise me. I, I'm not comfortable with that. You know? I wonder why they do that. She's uh, like that all the time. She will not. Well, here's the uh, thing. You know, that this is my answer. I'm not saying this is a clinical answer or it's the right answer, but this is AJ's answer. The definition of a teenager is oppositional defiance. <laughs> at least at home. because when At she goes least somewhere, at home. Minimum at home. Exactly. So so when I go in the door, I know I'm dealing with oppositional defiance. Okay. There's right. a book I read called Psycho Cybernetics. And it teaches you how to how to get people to do things that they don't want to do. And in fact, there's an interesting story about that book. That book was written by a plastic surgeon. And he would do plastic surgery on people and they would come out beautiful. The work was great. He, you know, he would get praised for his work, but over time he noticed that the people who, let's say if he shaped, reshaped their body or gave them breast implants or fixed their lips or whatever it was, they still felt the same way inside. No matter what he did, no matter how many compliments they got, their attitude had never changed. You know, so now he had to work with people from the inside out versus the outside in getting them to understand and see themselves differently. I guess that's one of the reasons why they do psychological exams before people get surgery these days. Some some do, some do. So what's the name of that book? Psycho-Cybernetics. Psycho-Cybernetics? Psycho, yes. S, no, it's P-S-Y-C-H-O, Psycho-Cybernetics. C-Y- 
Martz is his oh. last name. M-A-R-T-Z. I cannot remember his first name at the top of my head, but that's an awesome book. You hang around me wow. long enough, you'll be reading five and six books at a time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I had yeah my maybe son, I get that too. I had There's my son hope. read that book. My sons read that book at 16. They loved it. They oh, loved wow. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that was that. And um, um, what else did we want to discuss? Oh, my husband, right. Which he just left. Uh, and okay. now it wouldn't matter if he was here or not. Okay. But um, we actually did uh, have some time together for the first time in many, many years. So that's uh, that was interesting, too. You mean you, you've been working yeah. on your intimacy? Yeah. And you was telling me that something happened that hadn't happened in years. Well, just just being intimate in general, not anything else. But okay. Just being intimate in general. And that what, was amazing. Yeah. And what was his comfort level with that? Um, Did he feel awkward? I think I feel more awkward than him, and I was yeah. never that way. Okay. Okay. Fear. Yeah, he was. So did y'all talk was, about it before or after to see where where is the disconnect with it? You know, processing it, the, no, like you did, I like you did with the I reading. Say, you, you know how you how you process with the reading afterwards. Did you beforehand process that? Because you said it's been twelve years. Beforehand process what? I'm, I'm, I don't understand the question. The intimacy, the lack thereof. Why? How to fix it? What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? What are we, you know, that's processing, having the discussion about it. Or do you guys still feel uncomfortable talking? No, we talked about it a little bit because we, you know, we listened to the Brian Post. Brian Post, yes. Uh huh. And we followed his direction. Okay. Okay. So yes. great. So it's it's moving in the right direction. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Always remember, yeah. with relationships, they are a marathon, not a sprint. You know, always look at it. I mean, it for the long haul, right? Yes. Yes. It takes time. It takes time to build. Yeah, it takes time, and and I don't know. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll just. Do one day at a time, and then we'll go from there. And as long it's, as you're yeah. working on it, that's the important thing. Right, right, you know? exactly. I think and his consciousness there, the, and you're willing. See, you'll get to a point where, it's, like I said, it may seem slow now, but one day when you hit that tipping point, it, you'll get there, you know. It's just like when you add, um, when you have scales, and you're trying to balance the scales, you know, you get to a point where that tipping point where one more grain of rice or one more pea or one more rock and it just tip tilts in that direction. You know, so just keep doing what you're doing. Are you pleased? With, are you pleased with the progress? Do, I know one thing it had a lot to do with me, you know, and, and that's what we are going right back to. Really? Uh, Yes, of that, course. Is, I that, mean, is that what was the, discussed? The, Expectations? The, yes, probably. The the way I, you know, the 
the expectations very good yeah that's one of the things that were done yesterday too was something about expectations it's in your book too um and and i just and the more i read these things and the more i um study them or uh-huh. uh, meditate on them the the better it has the, yeah the expecta- expectations and so that's one of the reasons why they shut down is because of uh expectations fear of not meeting expectations uh, or is no, it? No, I have my expectations are too high, yeah. and and it goes back. And I'm starting to examine myself. I'm starting to think about all these things because you make me think. It goes back to where I came from. You know, I mean, I come from Germany. My yes. her, my upbringing was completely different from Greg's upbringing. And uh, as you said before, and I do hope that if my daughter ever gets married or my granddaughter, that they will do those marriage classes. Uh, or that they have a pastor or someone who asks them these questions before they actually get married. Right. Not saying that our marriage is, is not a good marriage, though, because uh-huh. even when you do it wrong, you can get you can go go you can fix it in a sense. Maybe it's just that we have to go through struggles and 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 um, pains to grow. Well, uh, I think it's part of growing because if everything was happy and then we wouldn't probably draw that close to God. Right. So I, I don't mind the struggles uh, that much. Uh, I think because of it, I'm a better person today. Yes. Um, but he, are you familiar with the uh, caterpillar and the butterfly? Well, I know. Do you know how, the process with it, that? The caterpillar turns into the butterfly? I know, I know how that. Yeah, goes, okay, he goes. The, the, the caterpillar goes into it, the cocoon, right? It takes struggle, and there's a struggle. There's a, there's, well, the gestation period, he, he transforms into the butterfly, right? Now, right. if you go to that shell when he start crack open, and you crack it open, you're going to help the butterfly because the butterfly is struggling. When you do that, the butterfly dies within an hour. Because we fail to right. realize that it is in the struggle where he gains the strength to fly. So when you done, when you deny them the struggle, then they won't be able to, to deal with the reality of life. That's you know? today's issue. Yeah. We help our kids way yeah. too much. See, we, we, we think we love them. We think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really helping you. But no, you hurt someone when you don't allow them to struggle. Exactly. You know, when my children failed, I said, what did you learn? You know, and I could have said, no, don't do that, because if you do that, this is going to happen. My boys, you know what they told me? If if I see them doing something wrong, don't tell them. They'll figure it out on their own. Two of my boys said that. My son Andrew said, Dad, if you see me doing something wrong, tell me, because I don't want to make the mistake. My other two boys said, I'll, I'll learn on my own. Hmm. So I had to respect yeah. them. Right. So I want I want to... Before we get too deep, because we, we, well, not too deep, but before we end, I would like for you to tell tell us a little bit about your history, because you mentioned um, the way you were raised. Uh, tell, tell me within, I, I'll say take a couple of minutes and just tell me about Sabine growing up and coming to the United States and what, you know. Yes, uh, well, I was raised, uh, I have two sisters and a brother, and we're all, like, 
very close. Uh, the two sisters are one year, we are one year apart, and my brother is two years older than I am. Um, we were raised in a household with my grandmother and my father. Uh, my mom uh, was a homemaker. She never worked. Um, I think she, I know, so I don't just think she didn't want to go to work because she had four children and she wanted to be with us at home. She felt like that was important. Uh, she also didn't want to move out of my her mother, my grandmother's home, because uh, she felt like she couldn't give us um, enough, like, space or just the, if they had moved out, it, it would have been apartments. And in Germany, we don't have as much room as we do, as you guys do here in America. So uh, she didn't want to move us into apartments. My mom didn't. So what, she wanted what, what to stay you there with grandmother. What brought you to the United States? I, I, I got married uh, to a military guy. Okay, okay. And one daughter, correct? One daughter, that's correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Military, that means you moved around a lot. I did. I and mean, we moved like 15 or 16 times. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think it's important yeah. to, you know, look at history and see where you come from. Now, I had a question for you with regards to intimacy based on history and background, okay? And if you don't feel yes. comfortable, say I don't feel comfortable. But in within intimacy, do you feel as though that you learn to be passive in that or active? Meaning you wait and allow the man to initiate everything with expectation that he's supposed to do this, he's supposed to know this, he should do it this way or that way, or were you active in that, thing? you felt comfortable saying, I like this, I don't like this, I'll need this, I want this, you know, where were you? I'm not quite sure if I understand the question right. Okay, I passive. <laughs> passive, because a lot of people were very... Huh? You said you were active? Well, I, I was active, yes. I was okay. very active. I, okay. the, I think I was too active because I, I took, if it wasn't, uh, I was afraid that if I don't take care of it, that uh, that it's not going to be done. Ah, ah. See, now, you, 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 I call that being aggressive more so than active. Yeah. You know, active is us having a conversation, having an exchange. But if you... You felt as though if I don't do it, it's not going to get done, then that can intimidate some people. Right. You know? And and that goes back to upbringing and, and, and life experiences as well, you know? Uh, because I've met men. I had a client a few years ago. Actually, he, you, his wife could not even discuss sex with him. That was like a taboo subject. But they had two kids. But... You could, even in counseling, if she wanted to talk about it, he said, nope, shut it down. I don't want to hear it. I'm not talking about that. Thank you. You know, which makes life interesting when, when you're at home. You know, I don't know what really happened that caused him to be, become that way, but, uh, you know, he was completely shut down and uncomfortable. And I've noticed a lot of men, you know, if experience that from time to time. Especially being in the counseling field, you just you never know what you know what situations occur or, or how people get to that uh, mindset as well. But you know, like I always say, uh, 
Behaviors are never the problem. It's always expectations that cause the problems. Either, even in a parent-child relationship, it's the expectations of the parent that really cause more problems and more harm than anything. Would you agree or disagree? No, I agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, I think I wasn't really sure right now what, what area you're referring to. If you're referring to inti- intimacy, is that what you were? In- yeah, we were referring- talking about intimacy as far as in relationship oh. with with the husband and wife. You know, um, oh. first year marriage, second year marriage. You know, it all depends on how old we were when we got married. You know, and what we learned throughout life, because, you know, back when I was in school, there was no sex ed or there was nothing to really teach you a lot of things. So it was trial and error figured out. You know, now kids today, I think in third or fourth grade, they have sex ed classes, you know, which is crazy to me to teach a child that young um, about the subject that they have no inkling about. I know at least in middle school, they, they start broaching the subject. Well, in my life, I, I, mean, I don't, I, I mean, we did. We talked about all these things. I, I yeah. never had any problem talking about yeah. uh, sexual things, never, ever. Right. I could talk about everything but, with but, everybody. But then what if you meet a husband or marry someone or have an relationship with someone who grew, up, who grew up completely opposite of you? That's the person, you know, that's the passive one who, eh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't, you know, they're very quiet and, you know, it's like it can cause problems in relationship, you know? When you don't have those conversations, and and for me, I'm just speaking from my perspective again. Um, when within with regards to relationships, a lot of times we don't have these types of discussions, you know, during the courtship of expectations, of wants and desires, of hopes and dreams. You know, we we talk about other things. I guess we get caught up in a romance phase of relationship, not realizing that those drugs are going to wear off one day. You know, and then you're going to realize that, oh, my God, look what I've married. You know, this really takes work. It's not as easy as it was, you know, the first six months to the first two years of marriage. And, you know, then a lot of times people either work on it or they don't work on it. They run from it and get into a new relationship or they shut down and just survive. For lack of a better word, you know. But you mentioned something earlier about you realizing that the lack of of intimacy, you realizing that some of that has been your fault. Why do you own that? Why did you own that? Uh, I owned it because Greg made a statement that my harshness made him not wanted to be intimate with me because the words I say, uh, I was just not kind enough. Or oh, so. wow. I mean, he, after, after Aussie, I'm just, uh, I mean, I guess I was harsher on him than I would be. It's it, it always the husband, I guess, always the family, which I'm trying to completely get away from because, uh-huh. I mean, we know all these stories. Somebody argues and then you go to the door and you open the door and the neighbor's there and you're, oh, hi. All of a sudden your mood is like 100% changed. Right. And, uh, and you allow that in your home, which is the most important and the most uh, the the place where it definitely shouldn't occur. Um, but with him, it, it just it just got out of hand because and, and he, because he, but he didn't know. I'm glad that you 
led us through that uh, we did uh, the practice where we had to write down our 10 experiences on, in our lives. And yes. Greg wrote all this down and it really touched him while he was writing it, writing it down and it really touched me when I was reading it. Okay. So okay. Just knowing his, his past, uh, I can understand that my words were definitely not helping him. And right. I didn't know that Greg... Um, yeah, I mean, he didn't even know him. We had no intimacy before we got married. And yes. We had nothing. We did nothing. But isn't because it... Because we were both Christians, and we were both in the church, and this time we wanted to do it right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Greg didn't know. Greg didn't know that he was not able to to perform at all. I mean, not at all. And But then, the, and I did, I did have a discussion with him about that. I said, you know, I... I mean, you could have done something. You can't just blame it on me not being kind. Uh, you could have done something, and he, I still, he's still not going to do any, uh, anything in that area. Right. So it's only, it's only going to be um, just being intimate, I guess. But he, I don't see much, uh, and I shouldn't be saying that because I don't want to say that because I wish it wasn't wasn't that way. But if he doesn't do anything on his behalf. That's how it's going to be, right. and that's hard because when you when you're married, you should. As I truly, after all these years, of, twelve years of marriage with him, I truly believe that we never, we never, you just don't. What's the word for it when you when you come together through this act? Right. It has never done. Be done. It's like being with a brother or being with. You know, you just right. never, I mean, you never do that one thing. But then I had to tell myself, well, some people might be in a wheelchair or they are, hand, you know, paralyzed. What about them? Right. If they can have a good marriage, I should be able to have a good marriage. Oh, okay. The thing is that, the thing is when you know what it's like. And then you know you'll never have it again, and you're so young, and all the other people talk about all the stuff they're doing, and and then you just don't get it. But I so what I do you do to, in that I'm situation? Down. What do you do in that situation as a Christian? I don't understand the question again. I well, I mean, based I'm, on based on the behavior pattern that's there, based on the lackluster that's there, based on the lack of intimacy from day one. As a Christian, what should we do? I mean, I just love him, and I just continue doing that, but that will not change the outcome of this one okay. thing. Here, 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 here's, here's a book. I don't know if you've read this yet or not. It's called The Power of the Praying Wife. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. You read that book? Yeah, I have that book. Have you read it recently? No. Okay, I'm uh, going to encourage okay, well, you. I'm going to encourage I, I, you to I reread. I see what you're where you're going. Miracles do happen. Is I'm going to encourage going? you to reread. No, what I'm what I'm saying is, when there's an issue in a relationship, see that's why with, with the men's Bible study we're, we're talking about uh, Ephesians five sixteen. You know, that's a verse for him, him and I that we we're talking about. But in the Bible, it says life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we have the ability to create life and speak life just like we have the ability to create death and speak death. So if I'm a praying person and he's a praying person, we're praying to the same God for answers, for solutions. See, some of it may not be able to come from you, 
directly. But when you take it to God in prayer, the Bible says the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. You got to remember, how old was uh, Abraham when he had his first son? How old was he when he had his second son? So if God can do that then, can he do it now? If God did it for him, will he do it? Can he do it for you? You know, we forget that as Christians, we have power to create life. That was the end of part two for this episode. So let's continue listening together to part three of this fantastic interview to hear more. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Quadrant Studios One to stay connected to our growth in the Richmond area and beyond.